Welcome to the family with L.A. Nick, co-host Catherine Brandt, and Andy Brandt-Bernard. Some great programming, some great guests coming up next with the family. Tom here for my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer's rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care, it's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer and get Walzer Care for free. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us. We talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful. No question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. I'm waiting for the Hennepin County Sheriff's Department to break down the door. Yeah, you better watch it. Yeah, you don't, got major don't speed problems home. going after my pal Hutch. <laughs> I didn't go after him. You did too, no, you I just remember. Him. I just remember a city council person saying we must have a gay sheriff, and I thought that was wrong. Well, yeah. that, it's, that is ridiculous. It's wrong. Somebody said that you must have a gay. That's basically pigeonholing gay people. That's not a good I, idea. That's why I said it. That's what they do, though. You know, I understand what you're saying. City Council of downtown Minneapolis, that's what they wanted. I understand. I don't know why. So, they do with, nothing to do like with Hutch. So does any, against Hutch. Does anybody know what's open and why and what's happening Everything out there? Everything but bars, Two restaurants, and such. Two o'clock. Two o'clock. Uh, Governor Walls is going to make an announcement about opening restaurants and bars and things uh. like that. I say, I say he delays it. Yeah, I'm sure he will. Why? I'll tell you why. We're not all going to live forever. Open up. Let's go. It's not going to happen. Why because not? as long as they keep these bars and restaurants closed and they keep pushing that, Trump can't have a rally. Uh, yeah, but the problem you have the, is... Like, the California's point. Po- it's the second the election's over, so will COVID-19 be over. It'll be gone. Oh, I would agree with you on that one. What I about think a the lot gigantic resurgence we're supposed to have not, in the fall? And I'm not saying COVID's not real. I'm saying that it is the they're numbers. The numbers yeah. have already flattened, and we are going on the downside. But they're going to prolong it to the election. They're going to do it. Seven guaranteed. more months of this. I am a little uh, bit. California uh, saying they're going to stop until there's a cure. <laughs> Tell us a cure. Tell us a cure. Listen, there's never been a cure for any virus like no. common colds or COVID virus. There's no cure for the flu. There's no cure for HIV. No, there's, not. there's no cure for any of it. They've been working on a cure for HIV for 39 years. It's not going to happen. Well, they have it under control, though. Well, it's not a cure, though. No. It is not a cure. So they'll, they'll never cure 
uh, COVID-19, it'll never happen. No. They can, well, it'll morph into something else, like all viruses. Yeah, they that's can't what cure they'll do. virus. <clears throat> no, so I don't know. We'll, we'll keep moving. Well, on. wait a minute. Well, chickenpox is a virus, yes. and they've got a, a vaccine. vaccination for that. That's not a cure. A cure. Well, that's not a cure. It's almost Unless you have it, you have it. <laughs> that's true. Then you get shingles. Yep. I got yeah, shingles. I'm waiting for those to come. Andy got shingles. Not everybody gets them. I hope I don't. I had chicken pox really bad as a kid. I had chicken pox, too, and I don't, I've never had shingles. Well, everyone had chicken pox except Dad. Apparently. Except for me, and it, then you gave it, it to you me. You probably had, you with all the children in your household, you probably were exposed to it as <clears throat> oh, I don't very young. And the younger that. you are, apparently, a lot the of times, the more mild it is. Yes. So you probably... Oh, chicken pox? Yeah, you probably oh, just... Yeah, you can just not even <clears throat> run a fever. It's just like COVID. You could have it and not know it. So you were probably... Probably, yeah. if you had so many kids around you, you definitely were exposed to chicken pox. Oh, There's I, I no question that. about Especially it. Especially in my ratty ass neighborhood, man. They, <laughs> I mean, the guys wearing stocking caps because a ringworm coming to class. Yeah. Mm. You know, it's one of the what's that face? That's true story. Ratty ass neighborhood. That Rat. sounds bad. It was a ratty ass neighborhood. And then he burned it to the ground. Wow. 1967, they torched it. Well, well we should mention the text from Officer Dave. I we think. should mention the text from Officer Dave because Officer Dave <laughs> is a good guy. Oh, is Officer Dave the one that's standing up for Hutch? Yep. Ah, now I you got know, two sir, gigantic men going to whoop for, your ass. I didn't say anything bad about <laughs> the man. Two huge men are going to beat your ass. But I, I want to be there to watch it. I didn't say anything said, bad about the man. I <laughs> don't <said>. speed. <laughs> I give up, man. <laughs> don't speed, L.A. Don't speed, brother. I give up. So anyway, what does it Don't say? Don't do anything. Uh, let's see. He says, when Hutch <laughs> was elected, there was apprehension, but now no one has a negative word to say about him. He gets out and supports his people, and he says, I'd work for him. Yeah, so that's, I, that's I didn't it. say anything negative about no, Hutch. No, neither did Officer Dave didn't say you did. He just said, I. He's probably a know. great guy. And I have nothing. Oh, I have Hutch, no problem with him. Hutch is a really good. I guy. just know city council. A city council member said we must have a gay sheriff. Mm. I don't understand that. Why step. do they say? Don't they understand by by condemning white men? They're just reversing just racism. Just like, just it's like, ridiculous. just like the Democratic Party right now said we must have a black female or woman of color yeah. as vice president. Why? Why? Why does it have to be a woman of color? It makes no sense. What's that have to do with being a vice president? And you know, you don't see any other countries doing that either. It's like no, reverse racism. It's, just, it's America, Canada, and Europe. It's basically just white countries that do it. Well, it started with, you know, the Obama administration. They were Michelle Obama's. They destroyed big, race relations. Well, her big message was diversity is everything there's nothing nothing else matters except for diversity and that's just been carried through the democratic party well, so you like, need white people good well I, I i do believe that it you know it's better since we do live in a diverse uh, society that we have people from all kinds of different angles talking about different things but when you say <clears throat> we can only have this person for this yeah. job that's not really the it. best way of doing things in my opinion like can you imagine a white person going to Korea, getting elected president, and then saying, oh, look at all these Koreans everywhere. Gross. We need more white people. <laughs> I know. Can you imagine saying that? Yeah, well, but that's exactly what's happening in America. But in Korea, there's not a big, diverse population, right? Well, they, they Nowhere will. in Asia. They would, just, they would just say exactly. that's proof that we need to bring in more non-Koreans. Well, and also, I'm um, yeah. It's a bad argument, but it's it's only obviously a bad argument when Socialists it happens to other people. Socialists and communist parties want 
to control everything, and they want everybody well, everybody in power to look also, like them because they've got to keep they, they've got to keep the corruption going. Well, it's also here. It's about getting the vote. Yeah. Yes. Hundred percent. Everything's about getting people out to vote. The vote. The vote. The vote. Yeah, but I have yeah. a question for you about that because I did a little research. Because they said the most powerful voting block of the Democratic Party is black women. Wrong. Really? It's not What's true. What's the population? It's not What's true. the number? It's, it's not like Stacey Abrams, Stacey Abrams has said that five times this week. Yeah, yeah, she's the one that but keeps saying it. But it's not true. It's five percent of the country. If well, maybe six. Plus the fact the 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 voting in the last election was down in a full percentage point for black women than it was previously, and they talked about how they just rushed out to the polls. You know, for I don't even the know, election. Where does she? Ha- where does her career? Who? Stacey Abrams. She doesn't have a career. She's a, what does she, she first do of all, for a living? moron. Well, it wasn't she was she's been in politics. No, she hasn't. No, she hasn't. I thought she was. <clears throat> well, she was she like ran. A, she oh. didn't win. Well, no, no, no. She actually did serve as like a county something. You know the one City. thing she did. Or was it city? City. She was George in the Georgia House of Representatives yeah, for there ten you go. years. For ten years. Yeah, for she the was a politician. House of Representatives. Yeah. For the state? For yeah. For the state of Georgia. But you know what she did in that ten years? Nothing. She one thing. She wanted to go after assault weapons. That was the one thing mm-hmm. that was important to her. Naturally. She sponsored that. She sponsored that bill. Yeah, she did. She didn't yeah. write that bill. She no, sponsored, no, she sponsored it. it yeah. That's nothing. That's that's signing your name. Yeah, I know. I know she's a she's a disaster. Who she still claims that she's the governor of Georgia, that it was a fixed election, and that the black women oh, vote yeah. was suppressed. Voter suppression. That's what she said. Uh, by the way, he won by fifty five thousand votes. That's a lot of suppression. Yeah. I will tell you that. They got to stop with this race thing. They really, really do. And I'm talking about white people more than anybody. It's, it is the white people who it do is. it. It is. It absolutely is white people that are driving. The, yeah. I know you hated your dad, and <laughs> we're white, so we're just like your daddy. So sorry your dad was such a piece of shit. It's not our fault. It's all the Karens out there. You know what? All, I just, the, I just all the Karens. The I unhappy just saw Karens. The, top, the, the top people in politics right now in the United States all not, didn't have a relationship with their fathers. Oh, there's no question about was, Barack Obama didn't with his mother oh, or his father. That's true. But true. They, they showed a whole group of politicians, and none of them had a relationship with their fathers. I'm I'm not surprised. I should have been a politician. It's weird, huh? That is weird. Yeah, it's weird. I like to talk to like some kind of psycho. Although, I don't know, there's that. not a lot of people that do have great relationships with I their fathers. I have a great relationship with both my parents. I love both my parents. Well, statistically, if a man grows up without a father... He tends to become narcissistic and impulsive. Other than me. I'm other the only than, one that is. Other than you. That's the because the that moms isn't. spoil the crap out of their sons. Well, well my mom spoiled the be. crap out of me, but my dad See? was always in my fa- in my life, and my parents are still married and still together. And so, I mean, there's a lot of theories as to why it happens. No one really knows, but statistically, you can't ignore the fact that, yeah, growing up without a father is very bad for men. They, they're so much more likely to be drug addicts or criminals. Men or women. It's bad for women, too. But men are more likely to just, like, become a criminal and get murdered. But women <laughs> are just more likely to, you know, spiral into I think having, having two parents in your life is very important. It's very, very important. Didn't matter to me. So young people having kids today, <clears throat> no, are you make kidding it work, me? man. <laughs> You're a disaster. Oh, I'm a disaster. <laughs> Yes, not having a dad in the house. That is probably true. I don't know what I would have been with if I had a dad in the house. I don't know what I uh, probably would have ended up going into. Who knows? 
I don't know what I would have done. You probably would have done the same thing. I don't know if you'd be a totally different person, but you wouldn't have all that angst. Less PTSD. Yeah, 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 that's true. You wouldn't have all that angst. I think that's... Somebody, somebody, I I had, was at at a dinner. I won't say what hotel it was. And the GM came up and said, can I talk to you for a second? And I'm like, well, I'm in the middle of dinner. You can talk to me here. And he said, I was creating angst among his staff. What does that mean? Why? Angst, that means yeah. worry. Did explain why? Worry. No. People being upset and worry, kind of, uh, to the extreme. <clears throat> like teen angst is they really, you know, their emotions. They... We have a guest coming up. we got to stop. Okay. That's okay. true. We do. Guys yakking up a storm, not watching oh, the clock. You said a word that I want that didn't really know the meanings. Angst. That, yeah, that could that, be the name of this podcast. Yeah, it should be today, the Angst Podcast. The Angst Cast. We'll be right back. Special guest coming up next with the family. Tom Bernard here, and with me is the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, I was reading on your website that one of your bankers has worked with a customer for more than 30 years. It's a long time for any business relationship. Is that common? Not only 30 years, but two generations. Our great client, Northland Fastening Systems. 30 years is definitely not common for a lot of bankers, but Brad has developed a relationship with that trusted customer that has allowed them to show steady growth every year they've been together. Building the relationship of trust is what we do best. It allows us to make quick deals that benefit them and all of our business customers. The cool thing is that it gives us a chance to be more than your banker, hopefully a partner, and maybe even a friend. I have never liked you, by the way. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience? Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Thanks, friend. And you are? (laughs) Real nice. Chuck Nabla. (laughs) Chuck Nabla. 2020 never looks so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. I've never looked back from having LASIK myself, and with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. Imagine 2020 or better in 2020. And let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic. LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, our special guest, Mo Mandel. How you doing, Mo? I'm doing well, man. How you doing? Never better, as a matter Well, now that you're here, never better, you know. Right. I mean, that's, that's generally what people say when I, uh, when I hear it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, new Discovery Channel special, Small Town Throwdown premiering. matter of fact, it premieres tonight, as a matter of fact. As I said, comedian host Mo Mandel. Uh, I'll, man, you've been around for, for a while now, Mo. It's phenomenal. Well, I'm, I'm still here. Yeah. And uh, one thing, I mean, now with COVID, maybe stand-up comedy is a thing of the past. So maybe, uh, maybe you know, we, all of comedians had a good run. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Mabel Rose is going to be performing on Skype from now on, which is thrilling. Wouldn't it be wonder, wonderful, Mo, if they only did comedies if you had a buffet first? Because <laughs> I think that's another thing that ain't coming back. Man. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know how comedy shows in Vegas uh, ever exist again. Oh. We'll see. 
and it's just amazing. Small Town Throwdown premiering tonight. I want to hear about it. What's it all about, Mo? So, as a comedian, one thing that uh, you notice as you travel around, is no matter where you go, no matter what city you're in, people say the town next door totally sucks. <laughs> right? No matter where you it's true, right? Yeah. Every time you go, oh, the town next door, around they're just a bunch of hicks. Yeah. Right? And you see this in the in the paper, too. You see this on clickbait journalism, where you'll see, like, the dumbest town in America, the ugliest town in America, you know, the smelliest town in America. So, basically, in this show, I travel to those places that people say totally suck, that say are totally dumb, that are the drunkest, the dumbest, the smelliest, and I give the communities themselves a chance to stand up for themselves and uh, show how great the communities really are and kind of get to the real story. So it's like this, kind of got like a small-town justice kind of feel. Have any have any of the towns been as hicky and dumb and smelly as they say? <laughs> You've had to scrap well, it. Well, that's a good question. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. So those will turn out to be very different episodes. <laughs> I think it's wonderful. That, that, that is true, though. The small town. I, I was born in a small town, but we moved by the time I was two years old, so I didn't know much about it. So when I go back and visit. Being an inner city guy, I'd go back and visit later in life, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Who the hell lives here?" Yeah, I'm f- I'm from a town so small that uh, it doesn't even have a reputation. Yeah. <laughs> no one's heard of it. <laughs> Never even heard. Well, of I, it. I grew up in a town. Yeah, my town's called Boonville, California. Seven hundred people, oh, wow. and it's kind of like where I grew up was a lot of small towns, but we were the smallest town. So even if somebody's town had like fifteen hundred people, they thought we were a bunch of hicks. And I was like, "Well, <laughs> we are. We are, right?" <laughs> Yes, that's what you would well, think. You would think so, but apparently if you have two stores, then all of a sudden you live in a metropolis. Uh, so it's been pretty cool, though, man. It, it really is kind of an eye-opening experience. It's kind of like if anybody likes dirty jobs, I think they're going to really like this show. Because it really kind of shines a light on, on, a, on a section of America, on a place in America that don't get a lot of attention, and certainly not a lot of positive attention. Right. And it's just sort of like this really fun, comedic kind of journey into sort of the, uh, you know, the, the other places in America that you don't, you're not generally seeing on television. So I'm guessing these episodes that are air, starting, they start air tonight, you said, Tom? Tonight's yeah, tonight. Yeah, tonight, so the they, Discovery they, Channel. And these were all shot last year? Yeah, well, the ones that we've been able to do, yeah, we shot them early January, so uh, oh, lucky. we're hoping, yeah, we just sort of sneak, snuck it in, so um, hopefully once the world comes back yeah, together or... And we'll actually be able to do it again. I know all productions is halted right now. Yeah, I know. It's going to be interesting. And if you watch Saturday Night Live on their attempts to do it over Zoom, that doesn't bode well for the rest of entertainment. No, that's what God, no. Definitely not. I know this is going to be hard to believe, Mo. I don't, I don't know if you know, Mo, if you know Nick Swardson or not, personally. Yeah, sure. You do. Well, God, uh, because I just got off the phone with Nick about 10 minutes ago. He's kind of crabby. It's kind of unusual for Nick to be crabby just because of COVID-19, don't you think? Well, <laughs> I think the thing with comedians is we're just, that is our therapy, you know? Yeah. Getting on yep. stage and being on stage is how we deal with our mental crap. And that's not, why we are comedians, because we have it. And so now all of a sudden we can't do that. So, yeah. I don't not to mention I mean. there's no paycheck. Yeah, no paycheck. <laughs> well, there's also that, you know. Your source of paycheck for stand-up is very different than mine, though. So I guess I can understand why he's a little more pissed off. Yeah, you know, he's uh he, I, I haven't, I hadn't talked to him in a while, but, but, uh, he, you know, he just, he was, I guess he was in Minnesota. I didn't even know it because I was running around. Well, Mo, I will tell you, uh, you talk about 
basically scrambling around to find things to do with the radio station. They kind of changed a lot of things. So right now, at the morning show that I do, I am the morning man, the lead salesperson, the program director, and the music director. So if you don't like KQRS, it's my fault. Well, now they have a syndicated <laughs> guy on every cumulus station across the country at night. Who? You're, you're basically rock, like the of that radio station now. Rocking somebody. Oh, you talking about Steve Gorman? Yeah. Well, Steve is a great. No, he's another really good friend of mine. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, but doesn't play good music. Mo, Mo, I'm telling you, honest to God, Nick, <laughs> L.A. Nick here, Philadelphia guy. What a shock! He's basically personally attacked three of my friends just in today's no, I show. Yeah, just two. Rare form. Two. Hey, this, this is the kind of negativity that small town road out is really going to fight back against. <laughs> this kind of American cynicism. Well, I think it's great the fact that you grew up in such a small town and now you get to basically go back and find out. You'll probably find out what you're all about in some ways, I would think. Ooh, that's deep. I yeah, like that. Think Maybe about that's that. what the title should be. A community that knows a fine small town and finds itself. I love it, Mo. Have you been anywhere yet that you were afraid for your life? <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, there was one moment we were in, because uh, the episodes tonight are about Lubbock, Texas, the most boring town in America, theoretically, and Appleton, Wisconsin, known as the drunkest town in America. <laughs> well, I mean... Represent. It is Wisconsin. <laughs> I mean, come on. That's just, that's an objective I mean, measure. There's not a lot of beer, I'll give you that. Uh, but there was one moment where we were in Lubbock, uh, I went out on the rodeo, you know, and I was sort of... Trying to, you know, I try to do like a little wrap-up speech at every place we go, and so I started telling them like, so they say you're the drunk, uh, they say you're the most blue town of us, and the whole crowd starts booing me. I'm like, oh no, no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> That's what they say. <laughs> they say. It was they, uh, not like, me. Let's not, let's not rope the messenger here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I think you know it's, it's got a positive thing, and I think people are going to be. I'm, I'm hoping very happy with how we represent the home. What, what times it come on tonight? Comes on at uh, 10 o'clock Eastern, Eastern. and Western, and uh, 9 o'clock, yes. You guys are in the Central, Central right? Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. No, you know what, Mo? I will tell you this. Uh, I think Discovery has done a great job with, with their programming. I think it was very, very smart they moved in this direction, don't you? Well, I mean, obviously you Absolutely. do because you got a job. <laughs> right. Any any place that employs me, I think it's a wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the, Discovery does a really good job with their programming. I'm very impressed with it. Discovery cha- the channel, channel so itself. Yeah. yeah, Discovery has a lot so of channels. Huge. Oh, they do. Yeah, it's cr- it's a lot like tonight. I'm uh, our show for me is like well, uh, like ten nine central whatever. And right before that, I'm on this show called uh, Expedition Unknown or with Josh Gates. Mm-hmm. Yep. it's like this talk show. He's yep. doing like a talk show out of his uh, his basement now. And I'm going to be on that tonight. I was looking at that thing. It's like twice as many views as the Daily Show at Comedy Central. You know, oh, yeah. is like killing it. Yeah, we've had him on. A lot of eyeballs. Yeah, he's been on the show. He's a really, really nice guy. Well, that's a great show. Great guy. Yep, he is a great, great guy. He is a really great guy. You know, what's really funny about that, Mo, is I just, what you're, you're talking about is for... I am. Uh, I was born in 1951, so 1955. I'm three years old, about to turn four years old. My family buys a television. Nobody had a television in the apartment building where we were living at the time. It was a very big deal. People came over and lined up to watch our television. And now, 55 years later, whatever the hell it is, I guess it's 65 years later or whatever, um, I don't even watch broadcast television. I watch Discovery Channel on, on Hulu. 
That's where I was. I know. I mean, it, I, we don't, television's not even around anymore, so it doesn't surprise me that, that what was the name of that lame-ass show you mentioned, the, the, the talk show on Comedy Central? Daily Show? <laughs> no, the Daily I, I, Daily Show's not my kind of programming, but... Um, well, I'll tell you... Yeah, and it's weird too because, like, especially in a position like I am, like we're premiering this show, so we're like, oh, hopefully it gets good ratings. And I'm like, how the hell do they even know how people are watching anything? Yeah, right. Because you can watch yeah. it on Sling or this or that or click yeah. on YouTube. It's like I haven't paid for cable for years. I don't even know how I'm going to watch the show tonight. I'm going to have to ask the discovery to send me like the link to watch it on their feed. That's a great idea, actually. Now it'll all come together. Actually, they're making it easier and easier and easier to track things. All you got to do, basically, yeah, if you're you Roku, is you, you push down the talk button and say, uh, you know, small town throwdown, it'll go right to it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's not a problem at all. Yeah. Actually, I shouldn't say that because Discovery does have a great app called Discovery Go. So right, right. Yeah, that's, right. That's, that what, that's what I watch it on, Discovery Go. Discovery Go. Yeah, yeah. Discovery Go. It's good. I'm going to watch it on that, I too. Watch Showtime has Showtime Go. They all have that now. You know, yeah, well, but, um, yes, sir. I got to tell you something. You've been on with us for ten minutes now, and you're the first person on the show today in the second hour that L.A. Nick hasn't gone after. <laughs> so he must really like you, Bo. <laughs> well, I did drink well, that big great. coffee before. You the know show, what? I've actually, I've been in live up. with you before. You remember that? Yeah. I came in. Yeah, um, of course, I do. Absolutely. Yeah. You know how I remember it? And I'm embarrassed to say this, but I asked you for a favor, and you said yes. You, you probably don't even remember this. I've always well, wanted to do this my whole life. I said, Mo, can I just do something? I've wanted to do it since I was a little boy. He go, yeah, whatever you want. I went, I'm sorry, Mo. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> you probably don't even remember that, but it was a thrill. Uh, well, that sounds familiar. That sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, I'm, glad I could, I'm really glad I could help you achieve that. That's right. I'm, I'm happy that was a part of that. You're a good oh, man, Mo. We'll be watching tonight, 9 o'clock Central Time. Small yeah, Town Throwdown. It is tonight. Mo Mandel, thank you so much. Please come back very, very soon. And we got to get you on the morning show to talk about this, too. That would be fantastic, man. Thank you very much. I'd love to. Thanks a lot, Mo. Have a great day. Bye. We'll take a break. Be back. Uh, Ooh. Jamie's on. Yep. Hopefully it'll work. Jamie's yep. on. Hopefully it works Puffins. this time. That would be great. <laughs> Jamie Backrack, ladies and gentlemen, wandering Puffin Travel Agency. In L.A., you could just savage him, too. That would be great. <laughs> Puffins we'll are the dumbest birds in the world. I hate that. <laughs> we'll Travel sucks, man. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. Look at that. We're on time today and everything. I want to thank Art Sears for helping us out uh, earlier on. He he did a great job because 
I don't know what was going. What did we ever find out what was going on with the phone? What was? No, I don't know. Andy just on his end. Andy just jiggled enough stuff and it worked. I think it was basically. I think it was on his end. No, they said that they. Well, I don't know. Art said that they had been doing interviews all morning and hadn't had a problem. I don't know. You never really. You never know. Is Jamie ready to go? Jamie, how are you? That's all that matters. I'm good, Tom. How are you? You sound phenomenal now. No delay. Nothing. Jamie back right. Ladies and gentlemen, Wandering Puffin Travel Agency. Jamie has been on the podcast before. He was on during the state fair about what three, four, God, maybe at least. a while. It feels like it's been it's it's five, be at least, six years. It's probably it might have been five, five years. six years. Do you yeah. remember? And one he was on, on yesterday, kind of. He was on yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of on yesterday, and I was kind of on yeah about four or five years ago, uh, Catherine, before you actually went to Iceland. So. Uh, However long ago that was, but uh, yeah, I'm thrilled to be back, and thanks for the opportunity. Uh, it's great to have you on, no question about it. Wandering Puffin. Now, the Puffin, is that the national bird of, of Iceland? I think it is, yes, and it may be for a couple of other countries, and uh, as I heard you guys talking yesterday, yeah, they were, uh, you know, some places eat them, I don't, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, yeah. you know, the uh, it's a cool bird, and uh, I heard what you said. They're not, they're, actually, they're pretty smart birds. <laughs> they are, and and they actually do wander, from what I understand. They do, they do. As I as I started <laughs> yesterday, but we'll continue on now. They uh, generally arrive around April into their various countries: Iceland, Faroe Islands, Alaska, and they leave around August. So they're pretty smart. They get out of town before it gets too cold. Yeah, they're smart. Yeah, yeah. smarter than yeah. us. Well, I think August <laughs> and the yeah. northern side of Iceland can still be pretty iffy. Don't they? When do they close down the roads? Don't they close down the roads in? Like they only close they close down the roads uh, if the weather is really bad, but actually the roads are pretty much open all year long. Are they? It's just a matter of having the right uh, right vehicle to get through and uh, and be able to handle it that way. Oh, I thought they closed down the whole north side in the winter because it gets so well, windy some and nasty. Well, you couldn't drive even if you wanted to, but I guarantee there's some pretty hardy uh, Icelanders that will uh, will drive. The place where you don't drive is actually in the interior. Because oh, okay. those aren't real roads. I mean, they're dirt roads more than anything. Oh, okay. The interior is basically all just volcanic rock, right? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Mountains, glaciers, yeah. and uh, there is a road there. But, uh, yeah, there are certain times of year where it just isn't, there's just no way you can pass. And I think there's one little town in the middle there that uh, way back in history, that's where they met and they had their first parliament. But, uh, no, it's pretty much a summer fall spring kind of place mm. to go if you want to cut if you want to cut corners instead of doing the ring road and they have a they have a ski area don't they they absolutely do have a ski area it's uh it's uh you know it's uh, they're known mostly for the uh the cross country but yes there are some downhill areas that you can ski mm. in uh there are a lot of different winter activities they're you know they try to promote not only the winter but the summer activities also Oh, and it must be uh, fun to golf in the uh, golf, uh, golf. Ski, a ski in the dark in yeah, the winter. You, you can golf there. They have something called the Midsummer Classic. Oh, where twenty, where of course when it's you know twenty four hours of daylight, and you get out there and you golf, and uh, <laughs> you know it, it, it might it might uh, compete work with Carnoustie there, Tom. Yeah, it might. Yeah, three hours. We had the three hours. It was dark from eleven p.m. to two a.m. Yeah, I had a hard time with that twenty-four hour lightness. Yeah, oh, yeah. It, it messed it's my. Tough. It messed me up. If you're there for a few, if you're there for a few days, it's kind of cool. I was there for a few weeks. It oh, me yeah, up. that would mess you up. It Definitely. messed me up. Yeah. Is it true, sure. Jamie, that Iceland Air has never hired a homely flight attendant? <laughs> 
Beautiful, they don't know if they have one to hire. They don't have one. Iceland is like the best looking people on earth. Well, they're the tallest women. If well, they like hon- honkies. Tallest women in the world. I There's believe. some very beautiful women there. Yes, so. absolutely. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> thought that yeah, Alex was Icelandic. Ones on the Iceland oh, yeah. air flights, and uh, pretty really much tall. every year I get there. Hmm. Yeah, I, Catherine has been there what three times now? Twice. Twice. She uh, raves about it. Our daughter's been there. She just well, she went with mom. Uh, they just rave about how wonderful the people are, how friendly they are, what a beautiful place it is. They got nothing bad to say about Iceland. It is an absolutely amazing place. I mean, not only do you have the natural beauty, you do have the wildlife there. The people are amazing. There is no language barrier. They all speak English, uh, mm-hmm. even if you're uh, up in the north uh, or in the northeast. Uh, in all the times I've been there, there's still a few places I haven't been to. And, uh, yeah, it's, it, it, the, from, from uh, turn to turn to turn, it's an absolute amazing experience. Catherine, when you were there, how, what places did you go to? Uh, I did the Ring Road tour. We went to Gelfas and whatever the, they call them geezers, the geyser area. Oh, geezer, yeah. yeah. That continental divide. <laughs> you know, that whole, that whole tour thing on a Absolutely. bus. And then we Absolutely. went whale watching uh, right out of Reykjavik. Um, we went to the thermal uh, blue lagoon. We can't, yeah, I mean, you can do a lot in three days there. I mean, because it's all right there. Right. You can Absolutely. do a lot I mean, in three you days. Can, you can you can fly anywhere uh, in no more than an hour and fifteen minutes if you go to the east, or forty five minutes if you go to the northern part of the country. I mean, it's a tiny place, but uh, you know, it's the size of the state of Kentucky. Yeah, and, and the, right, the ring road is amazing, and yeah, yeah, east to west, totally different. And the nice thing about it too is Iceland Air. If if you fly on Iceland Air, which they have direct flights out of Minneapolis to um, Iceland, that's a really good jumping off spot to the rest of Europe, and they'll let you like stay for three, four days, and I then al- I get always on. make a point to do that. I take an easy jet for sixty nine bucks to a different country yeah, for a week because you're already over there. Absolutely. So once you're there, it's just like jumping on a cat in an Uber here. Yeah. And, and, and most airlines, if you want to stop in some place and get back on an airplane, then you're going to have to pay a whole other fee. But right. Icelandic Air doesn't, doesn't do, do that. that, so yeah. you can correct, yeah, right. correct. So, which they is don't really charge nice. extra. To stay over depending on what kind of fare you have. Mm-hmm. You could actually stay up to a week. The other thing that's really cool is that there are some neighboring countries, Greenland and the Faroe Islands, that are very natural connections, not just the European continent, but if you want to go to some really amazing destinations beyond Iceland, uh, you can get to the Faroes in an hour, you can get to Greenland in about an hour and a half, two hours, depending on where. And of course, yes, there's the whole European continent, there's Scandinavia, there's the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is absolutely a perfect location to be able to explore a lot of different destinations in a shorter amount of time. And the nice thing is, it's only a six hour flight, yeah, out of here, out of Minneapolis. So is all of Iceland, the, like, like northern Alaska, where it's 24 hours day, 24 hours dark, summer, winter? The further north you go, you're going to have that dramatic effect. In the wintertime, you know, December, January, you'll have three, four hours of daylight. I mean, it's very weird when you get there in December and uh, it doesn't get light until 1030 in the morning and then uh, gets dark about 230 in the afternoon. (laughs) I spent a couple weeks up in Denali and it, I had a very hard time. It was sunny 24-7 and uh, uh, really good blackout curtains. It starts to make you freak out. 
Oh, yeah, yeah I can absolutely. See that. I yeah. mean, the first time I was in Alaska, I had the same thing because I was in there uh, also midsummer, and you had to have the blackout shades in order to deal with that 24 hours of daylight. You have the same thing in Iceland. That's so strange. I always thought that a really great promotional thing for Iceland, and since you're in the travel industry, maybe you should talk to somebody in the comedy industry and do a. Um, do a because I mean Europe Europe can pop over to Iceland. It's not that far from Canada. It's not that far from the United States. And call the whole thing like a two week comedy festival called Dark Comedy. What do you think? I think that'd be an awesome idea, <laughs> Catherine. I think that's great. <laughs> you should host it, honey. Because they are they seriously. It's a big bar culture. It's dark. Well, I mean, anymore. it would be fun. Not anymore. Oh. What do you mean? Corona. Well, <laughs> I don't think, I don't think they've got a bad, they don't have Corona there, do they? No. Well, the nice, the nice thing is that they are actually going to be one of the very first countries that is going to open up. Did they have it there? Yes, but they did a control oh, okay. very well, you know, did what they were supposed to do. And uh, what I understand is that they will start allowing people to travel, uh, even from the States and from Canada, uh, sooner rather than later before any of the other European countries. But... They will test you at the border, or you have to have proof that you have uh, tested negative. Oh, okay. I, but, yeah. yes, they're going to be opening up here, I think, within the next uh, couple of weeks into mid-June. And Greece also just announced that it's going to take tourists to July, maybe? Italy, too. Oh, really? Yes. Italy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about Italy. Talked I don't know. I my friends last night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're, they're opening up the tour. Italy is still a little, mm. I, I got my ticket. Really? Yep, yeah, I'll leave well, all, you're not going to Milan. September 4th. Yeah. Oh. The, scary, the scary thing is that I actually was in Italy just before all this hit the fan. So was I. I was there January, right before. And I was there. I actually was there in end of February, beginning of March. Oh, wow. right. I was working. And you, got, and you got to come home. I got to come home. The only time I got tested anywhere was when I was actually flying from Rome to Palermo, and uh, they did temperature check, and that was it. Nowhere else in Europe, uh, from the time I arrived to the time I left, even got back to the States, it was never a, it never a problem. What do you think is going to happen with the tourism industry this summer? Is it going to be, are, are people just going to be like, screw it, and I'm going to get on with my life, or is everybody going to be afraid, or probably a combination? I think, be I think honestly, there is going to be a combination. I have some very intrepid travelers that if they were given the opportunity to drop everything now and go, they would do it. Me too. The, Me too. <laughs> and then there are others who have already made a determination that they're going to postpone until 2021. If crowds are low, I'm go. I, would I just drove go. across the country this week because there was nobody on the too. roads I'd and like gas to is cheap. I wings to go someplace, and uh, you know, because uh, hunkering down for all this time has just been uh, not a lot of fun. No, hey, and if they're going to social distance on airplanes, you'll have some room. You'll have an extra seat. Yeah, it's all right. awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, you go to wanderingpuffin.com, W-A-N-D-E-R-I-N-G-P-U-F-F-I-N.com, wanderingpuffin.com. Jamie Backrack, check in once in a while, Jamie. We want to hear more about this because I know Catherine and Alex love Iceland. Absolutely. Thank you so much for the opportunity, you guys, and you have a great day and stay healthy. Absolutely. Thanks for your patience uh, coming back today. I appreciate it. I think My that, pleasure. Have I think, a great day. You too. Bye. I think that blonde over at Cub might be from Iceland. Oh, uh, he's wild <laughs> about this blonde. What? <laughs> like, we're okay. We've got all yeah, we got the Lysol. All yeah. stuff. I, I, did see her. I did see her. You're right. She's she she could like from northern. Like, what is Europe. she doing working there? 
Oh, so everybody's oh. ogling a lady at the uh, pub? She's, but she's old. Well, she's about 6'4", first She's spectacular. <laughs> I mean, spectacular. She's like, very, you very... You do a triple She's take. hard to miss. You're like, what? What is she doing in here? So we'll close with this. I have a cub story for you, yes. Oh, no. There we go. So I'm over at the cub. And looking at the deli girl. <laughs> no, I was not looking at the deli girl. I wasn't. But I'm in line. I am next in line at the checkout. They open up a new lane. Mm-hmm. I turn to a woman who's in one of those automated wheelchair deals, and I said, they're opening up number one. Instead of just going down there jumping in myself, they said they're opening like up I number would. one, right? <laughs> yeah. She looks up at me and goes, and then drives over there. <laughs> it's like, What? <laughs> I help you out. No good deed goes unpunished. And by the way, I got in line behind her then just because I figured, you know what? It took her about 75 hours. No good deed goes unpunished. It's true. No Should have let an enormous unpunished. fart. Okay. <laughs> what do you think of that, sister? Anymore, any, anymore in today's environment, no good deed goes unpunished. No, you're 100% right. Every time you try to help somebody out, you get screwed. Uh, yeah. On the way here, there was a dump truck quickly. It said, on the back of the dump truck, it said social distancing as a joke because, you know. You're not supposed to go behind dump trucks. This semi-truck comes barreling out of nowhere and like one foot away from him changes lanes. Really? Uh, He was just being an a-hole. Just to be an a-hole. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to you tomorrow, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. Have a great day. Bye.